how can we affect change there? Let's talk Three about things. that. Three things, one of which will seem like it is out of left field, and that is to complete census. Complete, say that again for, for people who need to hear that. You have to complete the census. Thank you. And why is that? Why is that? Can I say Patricia? Is it Patricia? You can call me Patricia like my mother does when I'm yes. in trouble. If you want yes, to. you ain't in trouble. I just want you to break it <laughs> down. The census. So what in the world does the census have to do with any of this? I'm not going to give you all the benefits of the census. You can go out on uscensus.gov and figure it out for yourself. They even have videos for people who want to read. But as it relates to this in particular, here are the here are the steps between you completing the census and you being able to get justice in a justice system. When you complete the census, the government has an official count of how many people live in your house, how many people live on your block, how many people live in your neighborhood, your city, your county, your state, that directly determines how many electoral votes your state gets. The more electoral votes your state gets, the more power your state has to choose the next president, because as anybody who knows it and really understands it, the popular vote only gets you so far. The popular vote is a suggestion. That's all it is. It's a suggestion. It's a suggestion by the population of who they want their state electors to vote for. When it's overwhelming, it's easy, right? The electors are normally going to support whoever the general population supported. But when it's close, you start seeing the things you saw in 2008, 2012, and 2016, and even in 2000. In 2000, Bush lost the popular vote but won in the Electoral College. In mm-hmm. 2016, Trump lost the popular vote and won by 306 votes in the electoral, out of the 435 votes in the Electoral College. So how do they come up with those numbers? They have the set number of electors. 50 of them are just because you have a state. 100 of them are just because you have a state. And then the rest are based on relative population of the state. So the more people who complete the census in your state, the more your, the more your state is able to say they have a larger population, the more electoral votes they get. So how does that affect me? I'm a former California resident. California had 27. First, they had 28 electoral college votes. Florida had 25. People scared the crap out of our Negroes, and I, and I use the word Negroes, but you can use fill in the blank, melanated people, whatever. But people of African descent and people um, who have been taught Spanish because they were here on this continent before other people got here, those people were terrified about completing the census because they had been fed a lot of information about how that census data was going to be used. And so guess what? They didn't complete the census in 2010. As a result, California lost electoral college votes. They were down to 27. Florida, on the other hand, staunchly Republican, they were encouraged to complete the census. Their Latino population is primarily Cuban, Cuban Republican. They now are about to have exactly the same number of electoral college votes as a state three times their size. And depending on the outcome of the 2020 census, they may have more electoral college votes and California may lose more. Urban cities where they have a huge uh, brown population have been consistently discouraged by fear, by conspiracy theories and everything else 
to not complete the census that benefits only one group, the ones who have no fear. And believe me, those rural people and those um, white business owners, oh, they're completing their census. I, I shared, uh, I think it was two shows ago, that in rural areas where they primarily put prisons, that those prisoners are, those prisoners, inmates, are counted. As residents of the, as residents address of the prison. Yes. yes. Even though they can't actually vote. But, but remember, census is not about whether you can vote. The census is about which state gets the most money. Right. Which state gets the most roads. Right. And that's based, oh, because kids are counted. Right. You know, people who have not yet fully immigrated here are counted because what they're trying to count is how many people do we have to take care of and how much money do we have to give you to take care of those people, irrespective of whether they're citizens, irrespective of whether they're a voting age. Just I just want to know how many people you have. And I'm going to directly determine how much money I'm going to send you for Head Start. I'm going to directly determine how much money I'm going to give you for jobs and for housing and for roads. And education. Social services. Medicare, Medicaid, all those things are driven by the census. It's only taken once every 10 years, and it has a 10-year impact. We will not be able to right the wrongs of this next census until 2030. Look at how much has changed from 2010 to 2020. Just look at all that has happened in those 10 years and ask yourself, can you do another 10 years of this? Of worse than this, possibly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Worse because you're losing. Right. You're losing representation. The more you opt out of something as simple as a five-minute, not even five-minute questionnaire that doesn't ask you anything intrusive. And here we are so having. I know people. people I'm gonna put. I'm a, I'm sorry. I'm gonna interrupt you just to say this. I know people who who voluntarily share more private information about themselves on a stupid Facebook quiz about Thank click you. here and give me your birth date and then I'll tell you what kind of personality you have. Like I already know what kind of personality I have. I don't need you to I don't need you to sell my personal data in order for me to do that. But I know people who will be more willing to do that than to complete a report that's gonna directly impact how much money their local school gets mm. for their children's education. So it boggles my mind. Second, and that deadline that deadline was extended to October thirty first, and just like with the postal service and every other thing that affects um, all of us, the Trump administration has worked their butts off to discourage people from completing the census. They tried to they didn't want to extend the deadline even in the midst of the pandemic, and then when the deadline was extended to October thirty first, he did his best to try to push it back to September thirty next week. So the deadline is extended until October 31st. Yes, but the president tried really hard over the past few weeks to change that and push it to September 30th. But the but the court blocked him from being able to do that. His logic, the logic he presented or his people presented was, well, we have a December 31st deadline to get those numbers calculated and if you're having people still enter census data all the way to the end of October, we won't be able to meet that December deadline. And the judge says that deadline is arbitrary. We want accuracy. Mm-hmm. And so that means if we don't get the calculated until January, February, so be it. Right. Now let these people complete the census. But you don't know how many people I've heard 
say, oh, I'm so tired of these census workers coming to my house and leaving those notes saying that they're trying to reach me. Oh, I don't even want to start saying the things that I've heard because that'll be, that's a whole nother show. We, we did I a mean, show on that, actually. Yes, we did. <laughs> so on some of the things that we've heard, reasons why they don't want to fill out the census. Uh, what's point number two? Point number two about the census, aside from that, now I think I lost my train of thought, but the other, what was I going to say about it? Oh, as it relates to us, is once we get those, once we get that information in and we get those people in those positions, we then have enough power to overturn things that are also affecting us. Like the fact that right now, we don't have enough power in our electorate in any state that, that I care about to be able to have those voters vote with confidence for whatever candidates I believe should be in office. Because over the past three elections, they've decided to go rogue. Mm-hmm. They just go rogue. And we don't have the power to stop them. But back in 2010, um, that year of the census, these governors, Republican governors, got together and said, you know what? We don't want this guy, um, Obama or Osama bin Laden, Obama, or whatever his name is. We're going to rip the floor out from under him and his power in the, um, in the executive branch. And we're going to redraw all of our congressional districts. And we're going to use state-of-the-art technology to do it. But not one of our states can do it on their own. It's too expensive. So they pooled their resources, and they overlaid Facebook data, credit card shopping habits, Nielsen television viewing habits, along with the census, to be able to precisely determine within your household who was most likely a Republican and who was most likely a Democrat. And they were able to gerrymander all of the voting districts in their state. So if they diluted the minority vote or the perceived Democratic vote and empowered the, the, the Republican vote, such that 70% of the power at the governor level is in Republican hands. And they said out loud, you know what, even if they catch us, it'll take 20 years to undo what we did. That's some brilliant stuff, family. That's like brilliant yeah, it's sinister, it's ugly, but it's brilliant. And in order to ensure that that 20 plus years is a reality, you all know that the president and the Senate removed the oversight clause from the Voters' Rights Act. 